Welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chipo. And I'm Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we are watching episode 38 of Fatariwa, It Takes Guts, Ryoto's Great Aaron Strategy. Also known as Gatsude Go, Ryoto no Otsukai Daisuke. <laughs> Sorry, I goofed it up when I was in the middle of saying it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I noticed that uh, Wikipedia also had the transliterated titles, so I, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's also also known as Ryan's solo mission. Ryan's solo mission is great. Is it his solo mission? Because Nagisa and Horika are also there. Yeah, but he doesn't know they're there. That's true. He does not figure it out. Uh... Yes, because this episode's focused on Ryota, kind of. I mean, it's about him, but also it's still, like, about Nagisa and Honoka. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll have an episode without them, even though in the dog episode they were there. I mean, they are the protagonists of the show. It would be weird. Yeah, but could you just... Well, okay, I was gonna say even the Wisdom episode, they were also there. But, like, yeah, that makes sense. But could you imagine... If you if we could just focus on one other character, uh, for an episode, no Nagisa and Honoka, who would you want? Um. Okay. So my answer actually does still involve Nagisa and Honoka showing up at some point. Okay. Um. But I would like an episode from Akane's food cart. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah. And like they show up and they 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 talk and Akane's like okay whatever and then like some other. She gets affected in some weird way by whatever's happening in the rec- actual episode that we're not seeing. Uh, and yeah, like we're, we're seeing this whole thing from a different perspective. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I like that. Who would you pick? Okay, uh, I think it could be interesting and like give us a better idea. But like if we had just an episode just of the evil people, just like seeing what their day consists of, like... Maybe it'd help us connect better with them. Mm. And it could still involve Nagisa and Honoka because they would fight against them. That or I think it'd be interesting to have an episode set in the uh, field of light, like right mm. now, to like see like what it's going on now that the field of light has been restored back to normal. Well, who would be the character that we follow there? Oh God, uh, Senior. Mm, I couldn't handle that. I would turn <laughs> the episode off. <laughs> I was going to say, we don't really have a good character, because all the, like, Poland, Meeple, and Meeple are all uh, in the field of rainbows. So, like, the only other two people we really know from the field of light is uh, Senior and the Queen. But the Queen doesn't really do much. Is, like, is the chef still there, or is he still on the card? Because I know they still have the card, but I don't know if they can just, like, summon him from the field of light that way. I mean, it'd be interesting if we could see, like... What they get up to in the Field of Light when they're not being summoned by the cards? That's a better mm-hmm. idea. You're so smart, Cassidy. Debatable. <laughs> oh. Well, you have great ideas. 
better than also debatable. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, this is an episode about uh, Ryota doing some stuff. We start the episode with Nagisa brushing her teeth and thinking about last episode. We start immediately with the recap of past events. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's complaining about memorizing lines and how the Dezuka Zone interfered. But then we get into the crux of the episode. Not the crux, that'll... We get to the thing that... The inciting incident. Yes. Where Nagisa's dad calls and says that he left some important paperwork uh, back at home that he needs for a meeting. And at first, Nagisa is going to be the one to go bring it to him. But then Honoka shows up. Yeah, Honoka comes over so her and Nagisa can go on a date. But Nagisa has to take her dad some papers. (laughs) Yes. And Ryota, overhearing this, is like, hey, I can go do it. Like, I'm a fifth grader now. I can absolutely go and deliver this paperwork to Dad so you can go out and go shopping with Honoka. Uh, for the folks at home, apparently it's Sunday. Yes, it is Sunday. Uh, I don't remember if this is true, but I heard that, like, like young uh, kids, like, Going, like, on errands and stuff is pretty common in Japan because they don't have to worry as much about, like, small children being kidnapped. hmm So, but I don't, I don't know too much about it because I am not Japanese. But as they walk, uh, Nagisa starts telling Leota, like, the directions on how to get to his office and, like, uh, which building he's supposed to get into because the, those two buildings right next to each other look exactly alike. Uh, and Ryo was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Honig was like, listen, sh- she's just making sure that you, uh, don't make a mistake. And he's like, oh, okay. Because he has, he just listens to Honika more than he listens to his sister, which is fine. Mm-hmm. We also see Nagisa put this notebook into his backpack saying it's for emergencies. Then he takes off. Yes. Uh, Honika immediately realizes that Nagisa is worried about... Yoda and is like, do you want to go follow him? So you make sure he's okay? And she's like, I'll join you as well. So that's nice. Honoka's, Honoka's good. She's a good mm-hmm. egg. She's a good supportive uh, girlfriend. Meanwhile, the evil guys are all very confused about a baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is this baby's power? Uh, also, at one point, the tall woman calls the old man Belze Gertrude. <laughs> He has a last name? <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. Is this is this like his last name from when he was human? It's a mystery. These evil guys are a little confusing. Uh I will admit about their distinction from being weird sea people and humans who existed before they turned into evil people. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, they are confused about a baby. Uh, and the sad lady's like, I'll go check out the baby. Yes. Uh, she does the same gag where uh, she talks real quiet and then she yells and everyone's startled, even though she does this all the time. So it's relatable, though. I talk very quietly and sometimes I have to, sh- I don't like, under- like I have trouble with volume control because I don't always realize that I'm talking very softly and people can't hear me. So then I'll be like, hey, can you hear me now? I don't know how loud I should be talking. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I'm, I think I'm better than the uh, sad lady about it. I don't know. I can't hear my own... I, I can hear my own voice, but, like, my voice is always, like... I can always hear it, so I, I can't hear what it sounds like to other people. 
that makes sense? Mm-hmm. I'm going very off traffic this episode. So meanwhile, Ryota is going the wrong way immediately. Yes. <laughs> Just right away. And Nagisa and Honaka are in the other uh, part of the train. And they decided that the way they're going to try and tell Yoda that he's going the wrong way is they're going to have Meeple and Mipple uh, have a conversation about how they want to go on this date, but oh no, they got on the wrong train. And they have to try really hard not to say uh, Mippo and Meepo. And do you think this is, like, something they have to say? I guess, like, is it, like, ingrained into, like, their beings to say these things? I... I think it's when you normally talk with an accent, and you have ah. to focus on not doing the accent. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they were, uh, Mipple's like, oh, it's so exhausting not to say Mippo at the end of my sentence. But they can do it. They just, that makes sense. Like an accent. Could you imagine if you said something at the end of every sentence? Um, I mean, I have some vocal tics, but I don't know if there's anything that consistent. I don't think so either like i say a lot of the same things a lot of the time but i don't but it's not like something i always end my sentences with mm -hmm. but their plan is successful Viota he overhears the conversation and gets off the train at the next stop and runs off to the actual train that he's supposed to be getting on we then cut to uh nagisa's home nagisa and Viota's home where her mom arrives home to see a note talking about how Ryota wants to deliver all the paperwork and how Nagisa and Honoka went out shopping. Um, mm -hmm. And we end there. Because we come back to the, a train where they're watching Ryota and then Poland pops up and is like, hey, there's darkness next door. There's darkness next door, Popo. Yes. Uh, a bunch of people on the train uh, will see and hear Poland and they're like, ah, sorry about that. They don't explain it, though. They just shove Poland back into the bag. Nagisa does a thing where she pretends to have been voicing Poland and, like, makes him do a bow. Oh, see, I thought she was just doing it in her normal voice and... Okay, that Well, she sense. did it in her normal voice, but she ended it with Popo. You know, I just... I watch this episode and sometimes I just forget things. Thank you. So, they're thinking about what Poland says, that there is darkness next door. So they're like, oh no is, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm watching the episode. <laughs> I just got to the part where they're on the train. Uh, so they're like, oh, darkness is short. You think it's one of the evil people who are here? A dark warrior, they say. <laughs> yes. Is Ryota in trouble? So they, like, press their faces up against the glass of the train to, uh, check on Ryota because there's this guy in a business suit with glasses on with sunglasses on uh and i was laughing mm -hmm. because when they do this there's a guy sitting near the door reading a newspaper and he looks over he looks really startled and confused about these two girls just pressing their faces up against the glass uh, it's good pretty cure is good if you haven't been watching it you you should uh, so it cuts between uh this mysterious man and Nagisa and Honoka looking on very intensely at this. And then the guy sneezes, and he sneezes his, like, his sunglasses fall down onto Yoda's head. Truly, he is, like, the worst person they've ever faced, because he just sneezes, like, completely uncovering his face, like, directly onto Ryota. <laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> you send this person to the dark dimension. <laughs> 
that that isn't good. But in a different way, we then cut back to the house where Nag says mom calls up the dad and is like, hey, Aviota's the one coming to bring the paperwork. I'm worried about him. And he's like, oh, it's fine. He's in fifth grade. You know, I'm sure he'll be fine and everything. But even, but when he, <laughs> when he hangs up the phone, he's like, you know, I am kind of worried actually about Ryota getting lost. Which makes sense. He's just a boy in the city. He's an entire fifth grader now. Yeah. How old are you in fifth grade? Ten? Um, hold on. Let me do some math. Should be about, like, ten. Okay. I think some of the people I went to school with were eleven. I think I turned eleven, like, halfway into fifth grade. I I think I turned ten at the end of my year. Ah. Maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember how... I know I was, like, always the youngest... Because I was, like, right on the edge of when they would sort of put you in a different class or whatever. Since my birthday was in January, I usually turned, like, I was one of the people who had, like, the first birthday in the new year. Because mm-hmm. January 7th very early in January. This is obvious, I know. <laughs> I think the thing is that I was, like, always, like, I would be 10 that entire year, and the people I went to school with would either be 11 or be turning 11. Okay. Yeah, because your birthday's in oh, the summertime. Mm-hmm. So, that must, like, it's, you know, ages and birth, not ages and birthday, earth, earth, earth day? What is happening, Cassidy? I don't know, I can still, like, you are, like, mostly a robot this entire time. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a robot. It's okay. I'm just, that's why I'm not talking much. What I was going to say is, summer birthdays in schools are always, like, kind of weird to me. Because, like, I don't know why they are to me, but, like, it must be, like, this weird thing where, like, I'm not going to get into, like, ages in schools and, like, where they, like, pick to, like, say, oh, you can go to school now or gotta wait a year. Mm -hmm. It's always very confusing to me. I had this long discussion with someone about how old someone would be if they're going into their senior year of high school. And we, it did not get resolved, because <laughs> we were not sure. But that's beside the point. What were you going to say, Cassidy? No, I wasn't going to say anything. Ah, I heard you make a noise, so I wasn't sure if you were going to say something. Mm, no. Okay. Uh, so they get to this train station, the white one this time, and Yoda immediately goes to get a drink. And Honoka makes a comment that she's definitely, he's definitely a Naisa's younger brother, because she would also probably do something like that, because she eats a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he goes to pay for the drink, uh, the directions fly off, and he tries to chase them, but they, like, get up, like, on, like, the, like this, like, uh, beam in the station, so there's no way for him to, to get them. And Nag says, like, I don't know how to tell him where he has to go, until she, uh, gets the idea to use the station intercom to give him the next set of directions. And I'm sure this must be very confusing for anyone else in the station to be given these directions to an office. I am surprised that she didn't just say his name. Because, like, that is a thing that does happen sometimes in those intercom systems. If, like, someone is missing or, like, a child is missing, they'll be like, oh, can so-and-so or please report to this area or whatever. Huh. I don't know enough about train stations to speak on it, so... Well, I'm basing this off of, like, stores. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that makes- yeah. Maybe she didn't want to be obvious about it. She does a pretty good job of disguising her voice. 
That is. I think she would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, She gets in trouble for it. Not in trouble. She sees that one of the train people and immediately takes off. And she has a comment that she's always wanted to use the intercom, which is Mm -hmm. relatable. But Ryota bumps into this old lady who has this, like, big package. And she's looking for the post office. And he's like, hey, I don't know anything about where I am. So I don't know where a post office would be. But I will help you find it. Even though it's almost time for the dad's meeting. Mm-hmm. Because he's a good boy. He wants to help this lady out. You know. Yeah. It's very sweet. So they make it to the post office. And he comes out of the post office. But he still doesn't know where he's supposed to go. And he remembers the book that Nagasa put into his backpack. And when he opens it up, it's a bunch of, like, yen coins that are, like, taped to the pages of the book. And it's Nagisa's savings. And there's a letter at the end that says, If you get lost, use this to take a cab to the office. So Ryota hails a cab, but he only asks for directions. He doesn't mm-hmm. use the money. Uh, clever clever boy. Yes. That's quick thinking. It is. So he runs off and they follow him and the lady appears. She appears behind them, looking as sad as ever. The trouble is, once he gets to the office, he can't remember which building he's supposed to go into. So he goes into the yawning. I can't believe you're yawning. I know, how could I? can't believe you would be tired while podcasting. (laughs) I know. She says being pretty much dead tired this entire time. (laughs) I know, I can't believe I've done this. Uh, Let me take that sentence again. Leona goes into the wrong building, and they follow him in, and Nag says he's going up to the 27th floor, because that's the floor that uh, his office would be on, their dad's office would be on, if they were in the right building. And the dad is still waiting to get these papers. The Meepos sense a dark presence in the elevator. Yes. And this is when they realize that uh, the darkness next door meant there's darkness in the building next to Nagisa's dad's building office. And the elevator stops. And who show up here? But the lady who transforms into her dark form. And she's like, hey, tell me the secret about this baby. Yes, tell me the baby's secret. I want to know. <laughs> uh, they don't. They transform immediately. Well, not immediately, but they transform pretty soon. Uh, and she summons a Zakina made of monitors. Mm-hmm. A lot of wires here. Yes. Looking like that, uh, that one Pokemon Ultra Beast that I don't remember the name of. I don't. I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I also don't remember the name. It's made of, like, spiky electric balls, and then its body is all cables. Oh, yeah. I don't... I mean, I can look up, which... I almost said Digimon. I'm very tired. But, so, Zakaina starts beating them up, and Nagisa goes out of her way to protect the baby. Yes. Oh, how do you even pronounce this? Cassidy, how do you think you pronounce this Pokemon's name? Yeah, you post it in the chat. This is the uh, Pokemon you were talking about, the Ultra Beast. Oh, Zerkatry. Zerkatry, okay. Oh, Because Zerk- it sounds like circuitry. Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. It, it does kind of look like a Zerkatry. Zerk- so, 
getting back to the episode, uh, Nagisa tries to protect, well, Nagisa does protect Poland. There's a point where, uh, she's like, what is this creature? And they're like, why are you protecting him? And they're like, because he's a child. He's a baby. <laughs> why else would you protect this baby, lady? <laughs> but he's no ordinary child. Now is he? He's got a little crown. He's cool. <laughs> yeah, he's the chosen prince of the field of flight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she wants to see how different he is. Uh, so Nysa starts attacking her, but then she gets thrown through a window. No, hold on a sec. Sorry, Honaka gets thrown through a wall, but Nysa then gets thrown through a window and almost falls off the building, and they're like on the 25th floor, so... 27th. 27th, yes. So we don't know how... No, there are two floors below Ryota, because we see Ryoto. Ryoto? <laughs> We see Ryota oh, okay. I, above I, them. I figured they did stop before, but I didn't know if we got a canon number. Yes, I think it's like the 25th or 26th floor. They're below where Ryota is. Or Baby Yoda is. <laughs> so Nagisa's hanging on to the ledge. And meanwhile, Ryota's like, Hey, I'm in the wrong building. There's my dad in the other building across from me. Oh no! And dad's like, I guess I'll go look for him outside, just in case he's like running late and is still here. Yes. And then Honoka does a Mega Man slide kick. Yes, she slides right into the uh, uh, into Regine. She slides through a wall into Regine. Yes, <laughs> to stop Regine from like, because like Regine's kind of like stepping on Nagisa's hand to like get Nagisa to fall to her death. So we know that they're powerful and strong. Do you think they could survive uh, falling from that height? Yeah. I think Nagisa would land on her feet and there'd be like a cool little shockwave of dust around her and then she would jump straight back up. Oh. Well, we don't get that confirmed because, as we said, Honoka Mega Man slides through a wall to stop this lady. Uh, but the Zakana grabs them. And starts breathing, like, breathing out heat? Like, or really hot light? Oh, it's that red light that's at the bottom of, like, old computer mice? Yes. I say old. Most computer mice still do a little red laser, I think. Not all of them, because some of them use an invisible laser instead. (laughs) It has an invisible laser to all your invisible laser needs. Yeah. Uh, so, it starts, like, but it's really hot. And they refuse to answer her questions about Poland. So it gets, she says, make the light stronger. And Poland doesn't like this. So he's like, leave them alone and sends them the Fitbits. Mm-hmm. And the, the light, the golden light of the baby causes the Zakana to drop them so they can do the rainbow storm. Yes. And you can figure out what happens from here. The Zakana gets destroyed and the evil lady runs off as the power is too strong for her. But she's still confused about how this baby has power. Where is this power from? Who this can say? baby has power. <laughs> uh, so they see that Viota is able to. They see that Viota has successfully delivered the paperwork to the dad, and the dad notices that they were there. Huh. So later that night at dinner, the parents are praising Viota about what he's done, like how he successfully managed to deliver the paperwork, and Ayusa is mad. Because she thinks that she deserves credit for it too, even though she was keeping her uh, 
involvement a secret from Yoda? So why would she want someone to say something when he's sitting right there? Because she's a teen and she gets serotonin from recognition and validation. That's that's true. So she gets upset and stands Much like up. anyone who's on Twitter.com. <laughs> Very good. Uh, listen, I'm the same way. I don't know why I'm judging Nagisa. It's nice to be appreciated. But she gets mad and goes to her room. But as she's getting up, her dad starts mouthing at her, thanking her for what she's done. So she gets, she's happy. Because her dad acknowledged her involvement. And then she goes to her room and sees that the book has been returned. And that Yoda didn't want to use her money. and he, But he's thankful that she did that. He was too scared to use her money. Let's be clear. Yes, okay. He was scared to use it. Do you think you would have been in that situation? Um, too scared to use someone's money? Yeah. I don't know if I would have been... Smart enough to call a taxi to get the address that way. I may have asked someone else for the address. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Like, if it was, like, my older sister who, like, uh, gave me some money to call a cab, i probably just take the cab. Because I feel like it's, it's different, like, if it's my own sibling who's, like, giving me money to use. Yeah, it's just he also knows how stingy she usually is about savings and how often it she can't save money. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. But she appreciates that, so she goes back to eat more dinner with the rest of them. Which is a mood. Eat more dinner. And that's the episode. I feel like we were less chaotic this week than we have been in the previous weeks. Yeah, it's I, I blame technology, being tired, and also being hungry. Yes, it's probably all three of those things. But yes, next time it's a wedding. It's a wedding episode. The teacher's getting married. Yeah. So I feel like I was going to say something at the start of this episode about that. But now that we're at the point where I can say that the what a wedding's happening next week, I have no idea what I was going to say. So there's that. I have a joke I can make here, but I don't want to make it like... It's like an kind of an awkward joke. Yeah? Yeah, I'm not sure if I want to make it. <laughs> you could make it, then if you don't want me to keep it, I can cut it out. The awkwardness would be between you and me. Oh. <laughs> okay. I still kind of want to hear it. But if you don't want to, it's okay. I mean, I was going to ask, are we going to get uh, the first on-podcast uh, proposal? <laughs> Cassidy. <laughs> See? See? See, I told you, I warned you this would happen. Uh, the answer is probably not. Probably not. No, I was. it was a joke. I know. <laughs> but maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll post you our recording when you least expect it. Although if I tell you that I'm going to post you while we're recording, I guess you will expect it unless you forget. That I've said these words. Yeah. I mean, I forget a lot of what we say on this podcast pretty much immediately. <laughs> Me too. Every time I edit this podcast, I'm like, oh yeah, we said that. That was a thing that happened. All I remember is that we have fun doing this podcast. And that's... I enjoy most of the episodes. Ah. Also, two more episodes and 
it's another Ben 10 episode. I hope everyone who's been waiting for my Ben 10 are excited. I have found a legal way to watch Ben 10, so I'm going to be doing that. Yeah. For the folks at home, they have it on HBO Max. Oh. They have every single Ben 10 on there. Nice. The next Ben 10 episode, Phil Gax comes back, I remember. Uh, hold on, let me look up. I know which one we watched last, but I couldn't tell you which one was next. The one we watched last was, like, the goo aliens that took on people. Like, that, like, took over a bunch of old people. Yeah. So the next one is... Yep. Okay, I know which one this next one is. Excellent. So I hope you're all excited for us to get back to Ben 10. But for now, we still have two more episodes. We got a wedding episode, and then I don't know what episode 40 is about. I'll know next week when we record again. Uh, But for now, let's end the podcast. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, if you want to tell us if you're excited for more Ben 10 soon, or your thoughts about proposing on a podcast, has that been done before? Maybe. There's a lot of podcasts out there. So I can't say no. You can find us on Twitter at PrePodEngage. And if you want to talk to me, Charlie, you can find me at Magical underscore Pride. I just changed my display name so it's a bit more spookier. Because we're in September. So it's the Halloween Creep. And if you want to hear even more of my voice, you can go listen to Otherware, a Mask Actual Play podcast where I play the Nomad Phantom where you can find on Twitter at OtherwarePod. And you can eventually listen to my other podcast, Lovecore Gaming, where me and a guest talk about the romance systems in various video games or tabletop games, just in games in general, which you can find at Lovecore Gaming on Twitter. And that's it. Take it away, Cassidy. You can find me on Twitter at MadLobot, and that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Uh... I tweet there. Uh, I have other podcasts I do, such as Kids and Their Dog, which is a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, which can be found at Kids and Their Dog on Twitter. There's also RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast, which you can find at RNGGcast on Twitter. Uh, You can also go listen to Apex City Cast, which is a Masks actual play found at Apex City cast. Uh, it's good. I'm a guest on the Silver Age episodes of the Hindsight 2020 event. Yeah. And you can also go listen to Losers Like Me, which is a Glee podcast. I don't know when my episode that I did comes out, but I'm going to be on there. Hell so go yeah. check that out. It's at Loser Like Me Pod on Twitter. I haven't guessed on anything recently. Cause the guest spots I have are in the future. Like, I will also be an Apex City cast for the Bonds Age, but that's in two months. And the episode I'll be on for Tabletop Roulette will also be out in two months because it's a Halloween special. Halloween's not until August. I don't... I need to end this. (laughs) 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 It's not a talk. How long do you think it'll take me to stop plugging Apex City? Uh, that's a good question. Well, do you think it'll be when I start plugging it for the Bronze Age? Mm, no. Okay. 
I'm uh, probably, I'm almost definitely going to be playing it for the rest of the year. It's more of just a question of do I continue doing it next year also? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, maybe, I say I'll give you until like maybe a couple months into 2021. But I can't predict the future because I'm not a tiny prince from a different dimension that can also you, get people. None of those words are incorrect about you, though, is the thing. <laughs> Every single you word you just said is still a description of you. <laughs> You're right. Maybe I am secretly Poland. Okay. And maybe I am all those things, but I'm not a baby. That's true. Yes, so I can't predict the future. <laughs> Should we end the podcast? Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more to say right now. We could keep talking, but it wouldn't be about the podcast anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Alright, I will end this for us. Uh, even though you always say the last words of the podcast. I'm getting off topic. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, we need your help, Mifo. <laughs> no! Popo! <laughs> How could you guess me? <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you said you were gonna end it. I I don't you said that I say the last words always and that you were gonna end it, so I had to say the words before that. <laughs> <laughs>